Welcome to I've Tried Everything, a podcast series focusing on behavior support in schools. I'm your host, Angela Eisenberg. I'm the program manager for behavior here at the Service Center. Our special guest for this series is Melinda Marquez. Hi, Angela. Behavior is such a hot topic, especially for campus leaders. When I was a principal, I was always looking for guidance around behavior. You know, I think the name of this podcast is great because, in fact, I felt like I did try everything. Our goal with this series is to provide strategies and guidance for campus leaders on how to best support their campus on behavior. We'll be sharing insights, our experiences, and the things we've learned along the way. So step away from your email, grab that last cup of coffee, and let's get started. This podcast will be all about active supervision. It's always a good idea to routinely refresh, review, revise our expectations around duty stations. Melinda, tell me a little bit about how you guys developed your duty stations on your campus. You know, initially it was we just plopped people in spots um, until we learned that we have to teach people (laughs) what to do when they're on those duty stations. Uh, I think sometimes we kind of have it in our mind that teachers should just know what to do. But really, in order to have that um, active supervision to be specific, we really need to walk teachers through exactly what that looks like or come together with the teachers to write out a plan on what that looks like. And I think the other piece is sometimes we forget that students start understanding where, you know, our our behavior, and so they start finding ways to get away with stuff. I was on a campus doing an observation, and I asked students, I'm like, so tell me how you skip class. And they were like, oh, you go to, to this hallway in this restroom, and you stand on the toilet, and then when the bell rings, you, after they've done their sweep, you go out this door. I was like, oh, okay, thank you. And then, of course, they kept asking, and who are you? And I was like, am I Angela Eisenberg? region 13 I'm just here to do an observation okay I said so where do you guys smoke and I said of of course now it would be vape and they said oh you go behind the school and down the dry creek and I was like okay but if it rains you go over there I was like oh thank you so much and so of course after uh, I got done visiting I went to the principal and I said okay here's all your areas that students have discovered that there's not any active supervision taking place. And he was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. So I think it is it is really thinking through where they found the gaps and and what's kind of pattern behavior is happening with, with staff because sometimes we walk in the same way and students go, well, it takes you about five minutes to get all the way around. So I have about five minutes to get away with something. Um, thinking through active supervision, what's the most important thing for you, Melinda? You know, when it comes to active supervision, the most important thing is safety. We think about as a principal, it's a heavy burden to be a principal, and mainly because parents are dropping off their kiddos to you. And I was at a campus, we had about 900 students in their elementary, and you've got 900 of these precious little babies that you're taking care of. And so safety has to be the most important piece when it comes to active supervision. And I think safety is there. Thinking through PBS expectations, be safe, be respectful, be responsible. We think about safe being about students being safe, not running in the hallway, but that safe piece for staff is making sure that they're actively supervising and they're at their duty station on time. Mm -hmm. So you don't get that call from parents that says, why wasn't somebody watching that area? Right. Probably one of the worst things that can happen is something happens on campus, but on top of that, something happens on campus and there wasn't an adult present when there should have been. So when you think about active supervision, there's three things that 
can enhance that opportunity and it's opportunities for increased positive interactions, it's opportunities to positively reinforce behavior and to redirect inappropriate behavior. So thinking through how can we increase those opportunities for students to feel welcome at school? How is that first interaction whenever they walk on a campus? And then if I have to redirect, what is an appropriate way to redirect so that it is not me yelling at the student to walk? I could say, thank you for that hustle. What's the expectation for being safe on campus? It's to walk. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's let's make sure that we're walking to class. So, so really bringing those, bringing those expectations back into play whenever you're redirecting a student. Mm-hmm. It's not just yelling, don't run, but it's Will you please walk? Remember what the expectation is. Absolutely. And that, to me, is when you really start to see that PBIS is embedded into the culture and climate of the campus is when we're positively reinforcing and redirecting with that language. Mm -hmm. I'm Melinda Marquez, and we'll get back to today's episode in just a second. If you like what you hear in this episode, hop on over to whatever platform you use and give us a rating and a review. It helps people find our podcast and helps us know what we can improve upon. Thanks. Now, let's get back to the show. Research has shown that high rates of positive contact with individuals or groups of students can significantly reduce student problem behavior by up to 90% in all students. So proximity is key as how are we supervising and what's our proximity to students? The other piece that I think is important is visibility, scanning, and circulating. And when I think about scanning, it is being there in the moment and not in your head thinking, I've got all this stuff to do, but you're really paying attention to what's happening. When you think about that visibility, circulating, and scanning, Melinda, what were some things that you encountered as a principal? You know, after we realized that we did have to set some expectations for those duty spots, it it was it was difficult at first. It's a habit you have to break because when teachers get together, if they're say they're on the playground or in the cafeteria, they're going to gravitate towards one another to catch up on important issues that they need to talk about. You know, especially in the morning, maybe they want to talk about what their day is going to look like. But really setting the expectation that that is not the time for that. Um, you know, you hit the nail on the head when you said proximity, using uh, that proximity to walk around to form those positive relationships with kids that you don't get to see or maybe you you had in class last year and you get to touch base with them again but using that proximity um trying to figure out how to get teachers not to clump uh, (laughs) not to be next to each other but really using that time to uh, build those relationships with students one of the things that i've seen for elementaries for recess is creating zones Mm -hmm. so that teachers can be assigned to specific zones on the playground. And if you're down a teacher, then that zone just is not allowed to be played on that day. So it it reduces that risk of students being too far away to to actively supervise. So that's one thing to think about from a principal's perspective is sometimes you do have staff out um, at professional development are sick. So how do we encounter those those obstacles and, and overcome them. Mm-hmm. You really have those expectations, those protocols written down. That's going to be a key because you're right, people don't show up, There's your subs don't show up and you have to take care of that, but not forgetting those really important pieces of the duty stations. And then we talked about positive interactions, but proactively intervening. If you see something happening, not sitting back and waiting for it to to manifest, but getting over there and getting um, and intervening as quickly as possible. Professionalism is one area that 
I think is important because you don't know all the students. So when you interact with a student, you have to think of that as how would I want to be treated if I was doing something that maybe wasn't appropriate? How would I want somebody to approach me and talk to me? So that language and and what that redirect looks like. So the first encounter when a student comes onto campus shouldn't be uh, get where's your ID? What you know, whatever. It should be welcome. I'm glad that you're here today. Um, so remember, for t- us to be safe, we all need to have our IDs on. It's it's that welcome piece that's important. And then instruction. I live by the motto that if they knew better, they do better. Mm-hmm. And how can we make sure that even for staff having that ex- that thought process, if they knew better, they do better. So we need to reteach staff sometimes, just like we need to reteach students. Mm-hmm. It's always a great idea to revisit those duty expectations uh, on a regular basis. So after breaks, um, even if you're monitoring as a campus administrator and you're noticing that that's, the staffs are starting to clump or they're maybe not actively supervising, they are, uh, you can tell that they're not interacting with the students, how are you what plan are you going to have in place to revisit those expectations? I, w- I left because I went to see a teacher and uh, the expectation on that campus was to be at your duty station the entire duty time and the administrators would walk around with tickets and I was supposed to visit with her about an observation that I had done and she goes, oh, but I can't leave my duty spot because they're going to walk around with tickets and I don't want to miss my opportunity and they'd have a raffle at the faculty meeting that's, that the staff could put their ticket in and, and win little prizes and things like that. So It's a great way to positively reinforce as opposed to walking around with the clipboard and checking if you aren't there and that's great for staff too (laughs) staff needs those positives as well and I think this is that great link between active supervision and creating that to creating that positive school culture Mm -hmm. because we want to make sure that we create that positivity with staff that positive positivity with students to create an atmosphere where teachers want to be there and students want to be there. That's right. So, um, I, you know, I think that's great. And it's a great segue to our next podcast, which uh, the next piece of this series, which is positive school culture. And what does that look like according to the Effective Schools Framework? All right. Well, we hope that you have enjoyed our podcast and please stay tuned for our next one on positive school culture. Have a great day. If you like what you heard so far, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review us. I'm Angela Eisenberg and I'm Melinda Marquez and we'll see you next week.